Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk shoes. Recorded live. Welcome, everybody, to the House of David uh, Ministry. I am Pastor Summer Allen. And I am Pastor Keith Allen. Thank you guys for joining us for Bible study. God is always uh, ready to roll with us, so I hope you guys got your seatbelt strapped. There's going to be some learning tonight. <laughs> so we come out of 1 Samuel chapter 4. So um, while you guys get your Bibles there, I'm going to go ahead and pray us in. Or your smartphones, whatever you're using. <laughs> Dear Heavenly Father God, we come to you in prayer in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. We thank you to God for blessing us with this, this day, this hour, to, to get into your word, dear Lord God, and to know you better, dear Lord God. We ask in the name of Jesus right now that you send the Holy Spirit upon us, dear Lord God, to minister unto us these words in which we're about to take part in. We thank you for allowing us this time, dear Lord God, and blessing us with your grace and mercy. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. So we've gone through a praying mother, a father who wasn't listening, to a prediction of the fall of his house for not listening to God. All right, so this week will be the outcome of everything that has passed in the last three chapters. So in this chapter, chapter 4, we see a lot of things happening. And if you guys read this, I told you something drastic was going to happen. All of a sudden, something drastic happens. God went from one level, and he just kicked it up like 15 notches, right? Yeah. So I'm going to read a few verses here. Uh, verse 1, and the, word of, uh, and the word of Samuel came to all Israel. So Samuel is now teaching and preaching to, to, the, to the nation. Now, Israel went out against the Philistines to battle and pitched beside Ebenezer, and the Philistines pitched in Aphek. And the Philistines put themselves in an array against Israel, and when they joined battle, excuse me, Israel was smitten before the Philistines. So they lost the battle. And they slew of the army in the field about 4,000 men. And when the people were come into the camp, the elders of Israel said, Wherefore hath the Lord smitten us today before the Philistines? Let us fetch the ark of the covenant of the Lord out of Shiloh unto us, that when it come among us, it may save us out of the hands of, of the enemies. So they went and fetched the Ark of the Covenant, and lo and behold, in verse 4, you see that Eli's sons are the main characters in here who are bringing the Ark of the Covenant. It says, 
Hophni and Phineas were there with the Ark of the Covenant of God. Now, we know these two dudes weren't clean. You know they were doing some dirty stuff, right? Yeah. So, can anyone tell me why they lost this battle? I mean, just throw an idea out of your head. Why did the, 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 the children of Israel lose this battle? Because um, they there disobeyed God because of his son, what his son did. And he, he didn't talk to his son them about um, their sin, what they have committed. Right, because you, you had two people who were still having confessed to God and owned up to what they did. They're still doing dirt, okay? And not only that, you had Samuel try to preach and teach to them, and the nation itself wasn't right. Yeah. Right? So now what do they do? Hold on for this. you got to pay attention to this one. It's, like, it's what a lot of us tend to do sometimes, and we don't even realize we're doing it. They try to cover pimp God. They try to use God. Remember God said, you know, when, when Christ said, do not tempt the Lord thy God? Yeah. They tempted God by, they were doing dirt. They never repented for anything they were doing, and what did they do? They went and tried to use the Ark of the Covenant, which was God's mercy seat, and they tried to use it as a tool of war. It is not a tool of war. So now they've taken something that meant so, so much to God, to the people, and they are misusing it. Yeah. You understand? Yeah. What, what do, I mean, we've all done it before in our lives. When we pray to God or we prayed against somebody, so let me get this job over that person, or let me get this before that person gets it. We've all done it. We're all guilty of it. But the point of the matter is you have to be careful with the blessings of God. You can't use God as a tool of war, a weapon. That is not what he is. God is God. You can't diminish him to be anything else other than God. So they were out of order by doing this. And you will see when it, when this happens, God had already placed something in, in, in order because he already, he already knew their minds and their hearts. So he, he's already laid down the foundation of what's about to happen. Okay? So I'm skipping a few verses here just to get you guys in the, um, the thing. So I'm jumping down to verse 7. I'm skipping verses 5 and 6. Okay? So they got the Ark of the Covenant, and they're happy. And the Philistines are a little worried because they know about this Ark of the Covenant or what it, it's done in the, in the past to, to, to the enemy. It, I mean, when the children of Israel had this Ark with them, they won every battle. Right? They were undefeated, as you would say in the sports world. But now they suffered a defeat. Because everything about them was fleshly. There was no spirituality involved in any of this. Because they had lost touch with God. Yeah. And when you lose touch with God and the spirituality is not in it, God is not there. He has to be in the midst. And God said, 
you can take this ark all you want to. That don't mean I'm, I'm going to be there. And if I am there, it, uh, I allow what I will to to be. Can I add something? <clears throat> a, a good example of this is, um, I don't know if ever, anybody ever experienced it before, but have you ever walked into, like, a church and you feel like everything is dead? Like there's actually no spirit and no life? You know, um, sometimes that does happen in a in a ministry or a church when when you fall out. And I think that you know we're also saying in reference here too that you're not in the will of God. Mm-hmm. But when you are in the will of God, you know the 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 presence of the Lord rests just like okay. He said when He had when the temple was actually built, and you know His train filled the temple is when they were in the will of God. But when they were out of the will of God, the Lord left and his spirit left with them. You know, so that's something always, you know, to observe. Mm-hmm. You know, even for us in starting ministry and being there and being, you know, um, cautious of, you know, okay, um, the spirit of the Lord and the presence of God being there. Amen. Oh, did, did you have something? Yeah. No? Okay. All right, so verse verse 7, and it says, And the Philistines were afraid, for they said, God is come into the camp. And they said, Woe unto us, for there hath not been such a thing here there before. Woe unto us who shall deliver us out of the hand of this mighty God. These are the gods that smote the Egyptians with all the plagues in the wilderness. So they still, they, the Philistines don't even understand God because they don't know him. They're thinking it's gods. They put an S on it. Right? It's only the one God. They put an S on it. He says, now get this. I told you God lays it out because he already knew what his, his children was going to do. Look, look at the, the message that the Philistines get. Be strong and quit yourselves like men. O you Philistines, that ye be not servants unto the Hebrews as they have been to you. Quit yourselves like men and fight. God went to talk to the Philistines mm-hmm. against his own people. And he says this, and the Philistines fought, and Israel was smitten. Now, they already killed 4,000 earlier. And they fled every man into his tent, and there was a very great slaughter. For well, there fell of Israel 30,000 footmen. Hmm. 30,000. On top of the four that had already been killed earlier. You see that? 34,000 total that they've lost. And the ark of God was taken. It was taken, and the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phineas, were slain. Dead. What did God say in the in the previous chapter? What he tells tells Samuel that he will get rid of both of them in the same day. Yeah. He said that he he will. He will rid of them two in the same day. And that's exactly what happened. They went to this war. 
These are the two knuckleheads who brings the Ark of the Covenant out of its resting place to a battle. So you see what happens when you misuse God's blessings upon you. You don't misuse God's God's gifts. You know, we've all gone through a lot of pain and suffering dealing with family members, church members, coworkers, wherever you meet them. People have something that God has blessed them with, whether it be a, a, a position of authority as, as a supervisor, a, a minister, a mother and father, you know, abusing power to the kids, you know, not spanking the kids, but beating them, you know. So we all have witnessed or been a part of something where someone is abusing some sort of a power. Mm-hmm. And they've taken the power of God and they try to abuse it and make it out to a weapon of war. And that's not what the Ark of the Covenant is. I know every time you read about it, you say, oh, they took it to this war and that's war. But you notice it was by the unction of God that always told them to, to go and do this. Nowhere in this chapter did it say God told them to go and fight the Philistines. They just decided to go do this themselves. They take the, the covenant with them. And they go and fight, and they lose, not only lose the battle, but now that the ark is taken. So there's one man, I'm not going to read verbatim, because um, I want to get into discussion here, guys. Um, the rest of the chapter describes how one man gets away, and he runs back to, to the city to tell the Israelites what has happened in this war, that they, they've lost the battle all the men have been slaughtered, and, you know, here's Eli, who's 98 years old at the time, and blind. He can't see. So he hears all the people, you know, fussing about, woeing, woeing, and crying because more likely somebody's husband or father's not coming home tonight, and everybody's wailing. So Eli's worried, worried about what's going on. This messenger comes to Eli, tells him the issue, and he Acts of his sons, and the God tells him, your sons have been slain, and the ark has been taken. And when he says this, Eli didn't flinch, flinch when he talked about the sons dying because he understood that God already placed judgment upon them too. There's nothing he can do about that. Right. But when the ark was taken, it said that Eli fell back and broke his neck and died. And, again, Phineas' wife, who was pregnant at the time, she hears the same story. Oh, not only did your husband die, but now your father-in-law just fell and broke his neck and dead, and he's dead. So she has no, no heir. And back in those days, if you don't recall me telling you guys earlier, if you're a woman in these times, if your husband is dead and there's no heir apparent male to pass it on to, it gets taken. Your land, your, every, all your property is taken because a woman wasn't allowed to own anything. So now her father-in-law is dead, her brother-in-law is dead, her husband is dead, and she hears that the ark is taken. So she's pregnant, she goes into labor, she has the baby, and she dies. God said he was going to rid this house of its evil. 
And she too travailed about the ark being taken. So the moral of the story is, if you don't misuse God's treasures in which he placed in each and every one of us, if you decide to misuse them, not only judgment comes upon you, but you've got to worry about what God is going to do to you. Because here we, we're thinking about a physical death, but let's talk about a spiritual death. Okay? Because when God places, what it says, when the second coming of the Lord, when he places the judgment upon each and every one of us, that judgment is for our spiritual being. Not our fleshly being. So you got to remember, God is telling us, even though we're in this flesh, you have to find a way to get your spirit man or woman to come forth and be the dominant of the two. You can't allow the flesh to drag you through life. Yeah. You have to allow the spirit to move forward. And you have to strengthen that spirit because the flesh wants what the flesh wants. And most times we give in to it. Yep. We don't even fight. It is what it is. The, the, the flesh want to go cheat on the wife or the husband, it's going to go do it. It don't want to fight it. It, ain't, it don't want to sit up there and reason why, why this is wrong or why it's right. It just wants to do what it wants to do. The spirit knows it's wrong, but which one are you going to follow? Which one are you going to let lead? This is God's warning to us. Symbolically, your spirit life is in danger if you misuse God's authority. Christ said, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Yeah. And that's exactly what they did. They took that ark out there thinking that God's some kind of neighborhood magician, you know, pulling rabbits out of hats and all this other stuff, and that's not our God. He's God Almighty. He's not some little, you know, let, let me show you a card trick. That ain't our God. So they figured they, they just take this ark out there and they, they got the power. Like they, they, just, they can just do what they want to do. No. God has to be with you in your walk. And you have to keep God with you in your walk. I think another, yeah. another point of view too to look at is, is that sometimes um, – Tradition and custom can deceive you. Oh, where are you going to go? Okay. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. Um, tradition and custom can also deceive you as well because, um, as you know, like in, in history but also in present time, um, you know, let's say, for instance, when someone starts, you know, a ministry, most of the time it stems off from a previous ministry, Right. So a lot of the times because of that, they'll take on all of the traditions of that previous ministry and bring them into this new ministry and continue to keep going. Or you'll have a ministry where a son or a daughter or whatever inherits that ministry, right? So they're the new pastor of the church, but they carry on the same traditions that their parents had, had, had carried on and continue on in their um, in their ministry. So in those particular cases, you're not, if say for instance, like we see with Eli, 
Eli was out of the will of God. And yes. that kind of passed on even to his sons. The whole situation was out of, out of the will of God, right? And there was no correction in there. So same same situation, too, like when you're um, going into ministry, that's the reason why it's so important to clean yourself and rid yourself of all the old traditions and customs and take on the uh, the newness of Christ because he says, I'm new every day, right? So uh, definitely having your ears open, having your mind open, you know, hearing the voice of God in your life, not listening to the voice of man or the traditions and customs that have been passed along, right? Because somebody could have just been wrong. Um, I know that um, uh, uh, we definitely talk about a lot of different things that, um, you know, some people, you know, preach that's in the word that's not, right? So I know in previous Bible studies we've talked about that and shown that, right? But tradition and custom would tell us this is the correct thing, right? But when we actually read the word of God and understand the truth, now we know better, right? So then we would take that on as the truth, and we would leave that old tradition and custom that would tell us that something is not the truth. Mm -hmm. So in that same respect, you know, um, that's the reason why he tells us, you know, you know, don't take on the manna, you know, from the previous day, but he provides new bread every single day, you know, mm -hmm. um, so that's important. And then, you know, once he corrects you in a specific area, just take that correction and move forward in it and leave the, the old way alone. All right. And back and, and, and to the spirituality of it all is that they there was nothing spiritual about them of knowing God they lost that connection altogether. Okay. So when you lose that connection, how can you? Because see, they took a symbol of God as they thought they did to war with them, but God is showing them it's not about this ark. It's about your relationship with me. And each and every one of you out here on this battlefield don't know me, because if you knew me, you would not have brought this item out here. And exposed it, right? Mm -hmm. Right? So if they knew God, they would know that God probably would have more than likely told them, now is not the time for war. Mm -hmm. Because he's always told them when and when not to war. Mm -hmm. But they, they've lost their spiritual connection, and without it, you, you, you're not going to get far in right. life. Right. As you see, they, 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 they've all stumbled and fallen. So uh, go ahead, David. Yeah. It's like David passed away. David, whenever there was a war, I don't want to know why word that person. David was a man of God with heart because whenever there was a war, he would seek the face of God, whether to go or not to go. And God would have said, go and pursue or the timing is not right. Mm -hmm. And um, even as you were talking as well, my mind flashed back on Samson. Yeah. And he had a knife upon him. But there comes a time when he walked out of the presence of God, even though it was ordained to be. Right. But he left that first love that he, which he had from 
the beginning when, you know, he was told from his parents that he was a Nazarene and certain things he must not do. And um, when, he, when he came in contact with Elijah, you know, he, he trusted that, he left that and then began to trust in himself, like when Elijah said, right. get up. And when she used to trick him in the first place, yeah. he would get up and, you know, burst this, 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 that thing that they used to time and all of those things until it's really, the enemy comes in at him because he, he left that, you know, that which he knows and begins to trust in other stuff. Yeah. Right. So it was the same thing with them, as you, as you said, you know, they, they left that which they know of God. And they, they operate like the ark is a good luck charm, as my Bible says. Yes, yes. Right. 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 You know, so they, 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 you know, you rub it and then you speak and it happens. They, they don't no more see God. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, tell them to fight because they were no, 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 they couldn't stand against the enemy without God. They need God to stand with them in the battle. Amen. Yeah. Amen. You know, same with us today, you know, as we talk out of the, the presence of God and we think we, you know, we speak in tongues and we are anointed and we, you know, you have to make that daily thing where you, you abide in the presence of God. That's because right. His Spirit is not always going to strive with you according to His Word. So you got to make it your duty that you see God and you make God know God. I can't do it without you. Moses said, I don't want nothing that you're going to give. I don't want the promised land if you are not going to be there with you. know? So whatever we're going after, God must be first. And we must, you know, not only just do it because we may get somebody pat us on the shoulder, but it's supposed to be a hard thing with you and God. Um, a spiritual connection, a relationship, yes. you know, just everything else. And then if you just say, all right. God will do this, our God will do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. True. Right. Amen. Um, the, the, in the application part of um, the NI, I believe it's the um, NI, NIV, NCT version, it says that the Israelites worship the ark of, of the covenant mm-hmm. instead of God. Right. So it was like a replacement for God. Yes. As the mommy was saying, it said the good luck charm. Mm-hmm. And um, how we can relate, um, because maybe that is far removed, how we can relate, how that applies to today's um, living is what do we put in place of God? Sometimes our ministries, they are so big or they're growing or different things is happening. And we, we, we substitute whatever it is, right? We substitute that for the relationship with God and then we realize that it's not as what we do is not as effective. So our prayers sometimes they just reach to the rooftop, right? right. <laughs> and not, you know, fully getting into the realm that they need to get into because of the, the deep substitution and Debbie can examine Pastor or Gardner or Michelle or Nagy. Debbie has to examine Debbie's myself to see what part of that, you know, what part am I, where am I substituting? Where is God not enough or is word not sufficient or grace and mercy not sufficient to, 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 to um, take me through? So 
Eli, in some cases, again, it, as someone was saying, it just comes right back to a spiritual death where we start even speaking stuff, right? I was in an assembly where when the tongues weren't coming on, they were being talked, you know, then, then we start put it on because we fail to see God, you know, and we fail to examine ourselves, as my mom was saying, daily and minutely, right? Not that I'm, I'm even um, on the weeded leg, because you struggle every, my struggles are real, and probably so is everybody else, but the Bible said that we have an advocate with the Father, right, and we, we can go. So instead of picking up sin and having it laying out in our midst and not really, you know, talking comfortably sometimes about some of the struggles that we have, because some of the struggles and the struggles in our life, they're real, like, you know, they're not like, we can fake it, like anger and jealousy, malice, pride, envy. Some of them are some real stuff coming from generation and has not been broken. Right. And um, if, if we don't talk about them and if we don't, like, table them and try to get people who are more inclined in the spirit to help with them, then we could have a situation where there is physical and spiritual death in our meeting. Amen, sister. Amen. Anybody else got anything to add? No. Well, that's the that's the gist of this this whole chapter is making sure that you don't replace a traditional thing or an item to be your god. And that's believe it or not, Jesus repeated a lot of this to the people when he was speaking to them. His first encounter with the Pharisees, he stated that very fact in what has happened in this chapter. How he told them that they've taken on the word of God and the, all the festivals and everything that they do, he said they've taken them and they replaced that with, to be God. He said you've, you, you say you, you practice the law, but you've taken the law and made it your God, and you've forgotten God. And that's the whole thing because we've got to be careful about this whole, you know, what holiday or what festival day it is and, you, you know, you're reverencing it so much that you forget God. You don't even bring God to his own festival. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? It's supposed to be a festival about God, right. but he's not there. Right. The, 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 the whole, the, the, you know, the, 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 the person of honor is not there. But we all drinking Kool-Aid and, 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 and sipping my ties and whatever else they, they be doing, but God is not being reverenced. He's not being praised. But we have to have this festival. We have to do it. Another thing, too, is, is that... Oh, did you have something? Go ahead. Yeah, what I was going to say, that's for the morning for many churches where we don't even have to wait on a festival again. We show up and it is a gathering. People of common interest. But God is there. I've been, you know, to places, and I am like, we. You just feel the whole like we're not we're not getting where we need to be because there is there is a, a hold down on, on stuff, and I mean a whole different rituals and and people generating up things and gifts and catapulting in the 
thought and a gymnastic. And sometimes you'll find yourself not 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 in a saying this as humble as possible, but you'll find yourself saying that God is really all of what we're doing is just performance because he's not he's not at all infused by the sacrifice that the self-righteousness that we're coming with. And we had a great day of Columbus. The church was great. Where was Jesus? Where was God? But church was great. I danced until I sweat. Church was great. <laughs> you know, did, did you not hear that third song? I mean, boy, she really touched that note. She went all the way up there. I've never seen her sing like that. I'm telling you, that was just such a great song. Was, was God there? What was, you know, and then we become like the party supposed to be about God, but we, we left God and start partying by ourselves. Yeah, it, it's important for us to know what does God sound like? What, is it, what does his voice sound like to me? What does the presence of the Lord feel like? Do I know when God is in the room? Even when I go and I'm praying for someone, is God in me right, right then and there? Am I waiting upon the Lord for the words that I'm about to speak into this person's life? Am I waiting on the Lord before I put my hands on somebody and I touch them? Am I waiting on God before I uh, even sing a song or, you know, or do anything that I'm doing for the Lord? Am I waiting on him? Mm -hmm. Because then you have to ask yourself, am I in the will of God or am I not? And some people think, okay, let me just go out there, okay, and then he'll just meet. Well, maybe the word was actually in somebody else. Maybe he's speaking to somebody else. You know, maybe, you know, the the healing is in somebody else. Maybe, you know, at that moment he's dealing with some. you know, maybe it ain't you. But if we just go in tradition and custom or the order of service, as they say, we may miss it. Yeah, and that that whole thing is letting God flow, not handicapping the spirit to do what it it, it is willed to do. Um, That's why I I, I truly, guys, I try to stay away from programs. (laughs) Because if we we haven't, you know, praise and worship or if we haven't intercessory prayer or whatever's going on, and the spirit is moving, who am I to tell God, Hey, cut it off. We got to get to the sermon. <laughs> right, right. All right. If that's what God called for that day, we praise and worship for that hour, whatever it is, however long it is. That's what we got to do. You know, and it's okay. It's okay. It's okay to let to let the Holy Spirit move.
how many songs it takes. It don't matter how much time it takes, but just letting the spirit of the Lord come and rest in and discerning and discerning that and knowing that and um, by, by the spirit because we know that when the spirit of the Lord is in the house, everything else is butter. And everything else is butter. We all, all the gifts, and especially if you're tapped in, because, um, you know, just like on the day of Pentecost, if we come together with one mind on one accord, all the gifts will start to activate. Boom, 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 boom. And everybody's gifts will begin to start flowing and won't no be, there, there won't be anything that is out of, the will of God. You know, we've experienced that even in the short time that we've been together, you know, um, where we've had those moments where everybody, I mean, the word was on point, the the prophecy was on point, the prayer, the music, the everything was just, you know, just bad, you know, and um, and um, we know that, the, that God showed up and showed out. You see what I'm saying? So it's about keeping that mind to seeking him and his voice. Mm-hmm. Another aspect to it is being really real. You understand? Mm-hmm. And, and uh, if it's not there, you don't fake it either because sometimes there is a reason why things don't happen the way always normally happen. And, and I believe it was somebody that I heard that said that God is in everything yes, and he is. shows up at any time. So sometimes we may be looking for him in a big flame, and he's just in a tiny spark. You right. understand, right? So being 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 real with what your heart is feeling and, and what, what, what is going on. And being in one accord as well. Right. And um another thing too is like when we see because sometimes you see struggles in worship. Like and I don't know if that's a calling, but as you're worshiping and your eyes may stray or your eyes get open. You can see different people struggling, mm-hmm. in, sometimes even yourself struggling in worship. What do we do then? Maybe somebody is that has that gift, a gift to bring it out or do something, do something or lay a hand or something, right? But I, I believe it's going to work together because it, it's like you can't figure out God. So if you can say, all right, it's going to come in speaking of tongues, or it's going to come in seven songs, things, right? But I believe when we all get together and we're in unison, like in the day of Pentecost, worshiping, praying, and seeking God, then we will experience that which, because when it is right, the Spirit bears witness as well that this is right. Yeah, amen. But then again, um, uh, it's all on you, Conrad. When 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 you come to church, right, your worship doesn't shouldn't just start from there. It starts from your home, right. and when you reach the church, it continues, and you just as you reach, then I mean, you start to sing, then they, you already have the spirit of spirit. Filling up, stirring up inside of you already. So it's not like when you you're gonna come to church and you start to, you know, start to light
Because if everybody should come and just wait until they come to church, then then you're going to be like... Yeah. <laughs> 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 well, go ahead. Go ahead, Michelle. Go ahead. I can't hear you. You're muted. Can you hear me? Okay, okay go ahead. Good. Okay. okay. All right. Um, just to add a little thing on what Conrad said before I go on to before, is like, um, you know, as, as worshiper, we are worshipers. And as worshiper, we should always have a praise. Mm-hmm. You don't go to church to get your praise on. You go to church to join your praise with other praises. Right. You understand what I'm saying? So, you know, it shouldn't be on the worship team to 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 from, from you <laughs> because you should wake up because it says what it says, enter into his game with Thanksgiving. All right. So the moment you wake up, you should praise. already have a praise. And having a praise doesn't mean I'm going to say, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. Having a praise is saying, God, I thank you for today. God, I love you. God, I bless you. You're so awesome. It's a praise. So a lot of times we we misunderstand the terms of what what David, what God allowed David to, to, mm-hmm. to inform us of. Mm-hmm. We sometimes misunderstand because you... I mean, I've been worship team leader where I go to church, and I find myself at one point I used to pull people to worship because I'm a worshiper. I don't care where I am. I don't care who is there. I'm a worshiper. I just worship. I ain't got no shame when it comes down to worship. Amen. But and then, but one day, the Spirit of God said to me, you don't beg people to worship me. You go and you worship me and let them see you worship and then worship. And I stopped doing it. Then people worship becomes normal. It becomes natural. They mm-hmm. understand that nobody, I, Michelle shouldn't have your praise. Conrad shouldn't have my praise. Conrad is there doing praise and worship. I should already have my praise to join with his praise. And the connection goes around in unity. Everybody get a praise. And then that's how the whole room become a praise. You understand? Amen. And then, um, Another point, too, is that we, we do programs, God does order. We yes. be on a program, God put it aside, and he does order. Yes. We do tradition, God does a new thing every day. Amen. And then um, Nadine was asking, how do we move from getting tied up into this tradition and doing the thing, how we fake it till we make it, whatever. It's it, it constantly searching mm-hmm. and constantly standing on the word of God. Because remember, in first in, in say John 1, it says, in the beginning was the, the word, word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The word became flesh, flesh. and dwell among us. So the only way we are going to move from out of tradition into new things is by constantly riding on the word of God. <laughs> because the Bible said we are to search the scriptures and testify of him. Because how can you testify of God when you haven't found him in the scripture? Mm-hmm. You haven't searched the scripture to 
tell about him. So how can you testify of him? You're testifying about a man that you don't know. How are you going to know God? You're going to know him by searching the scripture, by constantly standing on the word of God. And mm-hmm. if we do that, then we are on the right track. Amen. Right? Amen. Amen. That said it all. <laughs> Amen. That said it all. So uh, I'm on to the um you know, the the intercessor the intercessor reprisal pastor. Yes. And I asked a few Sunday if they mention again and wrestling with it because I think it's very important. We don't have a prior meeting. And I think when we come to church, just like right. any other part of the service, that's supposed to be a part of the circle. Yeah. We have press meeting on Tuesday. We don't have any. We are the whole body come together. Yeah, yeah, it's like that. Like, yeah, because yeah. yes, but we need one. Yeah, she's saying we need we. Yeah. So we come together. She's saying like we we don't we don't have a meeting. Five morning at five o'clock. Five morning. Don't get around. Every morning at five o'clock we have prayer. And I think Sister Summer has their own at, at 8 o'clock in the night. But we also, as a family, we sit together, we eat together. Right. So when we come together in the morning, you know, we've been praying for a week, but we come together. Right. So I think that is a part of the service. Too. So I'm not looking for it to be brushed aside. I need yeah. to see it um, be, you know, be used yeah. in their head that nobody yeah. else and then I can assign other people to do it because I alone want not that I want to do it. You want to hear what God laid on other people are for the intercessory prayer. But I think that's very important in the in the um in the body in the um we call some prayers prayers of different names conference yes like in the body here where everybody comes together one person pray but. The other people agree with the prayer while yes, the person prays. Yeah. So I'm with some on that. And I'm gonna stand on that too. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Do what do what God leads you to do. I I'm not stopping anything that God wills to be. Um that's just the way it is. So because, you know, each so and every time <laughs> <laughs> it's good, no, it's good that you know you you, st- you start with a topic and whatever whatever wherever God leads you that's where He leads you, um, and that's why I like these Bible studies because now you're not just an audience anymore you're part of the Bible study you understand that's the way it should be because when you're in school if you got a question you ask it and then the teacher calls upon you to, to participate every study should be part you know have some participation you shouldn't just be sitting there taking notes and listening. That's not that's not how God has it. I mean, there has to be some kind of action for you to to be engaged in this instead of you know trying to keep yourself awake by listening to me yes. ramble on. You have to be engaged, yes. and that's, that's that's why yes. these Bible studies are important. Will we get off topic? Yeah, and that's okay. We know what we are here for. We're here for the Word of God, and everything we talk about is always about improving either ourselves, one another, or the body as a whole. So there's no harm in getting off topic. 
You understand? Yeah. We I agree. Because if God if God opened that door, then that's what we need to do. You know, it, it, it's great. We, we, we saw what happened with these people when they were outside the will of God, when they wanted to do it their way. Right. Right? Who are we, again, to try to force the issue to stay in our lane? God said, I made a four-lane highway. Why are you still over in the, in the left-hand lane when I need you to be in the right-hand lane? Or vice versa. You need to understand what God is doing. And if he unctions us to talk about what we need to improve in ourselves, then more power to it because that's what the message was today about the personal relationship with God. Was it not? The personal relationship, it wasn't about the traditional things. And he brought that to the forefront in our own house. The things that we need to consider. Right. Right? We're not a perfect church. We aim to be perfect, right? Right. Mm -hmm. We aim to be perfect, and every day we work on that perfection. Yeah. And we respect the God in in, in, in each one of us. We should be honest enough that if um, something, we think that something's not working right, we should be open to table it in a respectful way. Yes. Right. Um, Some things are not going to be right for everybody's hearing because not everybody in this body is kind of like mature or on the same maturity level. So we have to examine sometimes what we say, and I'm talking to Teddy because sometimes I can be very blunt, but sometimes I can maybe pull you aside and say, Pastor, what's your thoughts on this or that? And then if you're going to tell me a no, then it's between me and myself. You understand that you, as well as um, some things we, we still need to table because we don't really, right, in, in Bible study. But it's good that we can have open communication because anytime you have open com- communication, there is growth and flourishing and prosperity and that kind of stuff. So thanks for saying that, Mom, because prayer is important. Mm-hmm. And maybe God is nudging us into that direction to have corporate prayer, right? And um, maybe that's an area that we could look at if, if, you know, and then if it works, it works, and then if it doesn't work. And again, some things, because when we started prayer work, we had about 15 ministries, and then it just boiled down to two or three, (laughs) right? And we have to be real with ourselves and say, oh, my God, this was not working at all, even though we were on fire, or that one not working, right? So we may try a lot of things, and then at the end, we realize which two or which three is going to level out, and it's going to be really something that we run with. Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. Yeah, we could look at doing, like, an actual day that we do prayer, like, yeah, we could do like maybe a Saturday morning. I know that I don't want to take anybody's rest, you know, from them. Okay, because <laughs> it's like you're already. Look, all y'all got kids. I know y'all up at seven, so let me try. Let me try. Well, maybe. Kids don't know it's weekend. Yeah. It feels, I ain't going to lie, it feels good to be in a bed on Sunday morning. But, <laughs> but uh, no, maybe we can kind of throw some thoughts around, too, to make sure that we 
um, because five we we could I could dial in I did, I can dial in but I'm literally getting the kids together in the morning so I'm not I can't really participate so I could like just listen in but um, I'm like I'm getting there. Five morning so we're not gonna do when we speak. Yeah no so yeah that's what I think like maybe for the church's sake, we could maybe scale back. Or do a nice one. Like that, we, we, we used to have that Thursday prior in Osborne. Right. 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 And then that Thursday, we would just do like the dialing. Because the, the sins, you can't burden the sins either. You understand? You have to be wise as mm-hmm. well. So if you, um, maybe we take out Thursday out of what we're doing. Because it's more just the next anything. Right, we maybe take on Thursday and then to, to join together Thursday if that would work, so that we get some corporate prior in. Right, I don't know. Right, that's probably any day that is feasible. We could look to take that day out because we have five days of prior. Yeah. Right, we well, we'll, we'll, we'll work on that, guys. Um, in the meantime, let's do this. <laughs> Dialing in, right? So we're not talking about a mass getting together, right? We're talking about dialing in, right? Is that what we're speaking of, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So the last I checked, our 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 service didn't start to three. Correct. Yeah. Okay. So what is everyone doing early on Sunday, between the hours of eight a.m. and one p.m. Sleeping. No, you're not. <laughs> That's true. Because yeah. we're getting back to feed in October, so we're getting ready to feed, and that's two Sundays. And then, because I do odd work six days a week, and then I'm going back on Sunday, it's calling. That's like the only morning kind of life that I have with the children. Yeah. And like, yeah, because yeah. I work there. We need prayer, and and okay, then let's do this. All right, we're gonna get this prayer thing down, so we we can't let the enemy uh, defeat us on that, guys. We, we gotta we gotta buckle down and give God some time. We we can give our job eight hours. We can give such and such person so many hours. Let's give God some time. Find some time for God, people. Stop making the excuses. We've got to move that aside, for one. Two, I want everyone, as of this Sunday, I don't care what it is, find a stronghold that you're dealing with. And go... (laughs) Just one? (laughs) Well... One, two, three, however many you want to deal with. But I want you to go on a fast and deal with it. Okay? It it is your own personal fast dealing with whatever is ailing you, okay? But we're all in agreement, as they say, touch and agree 
We're all there together that we're going to go through this together. And I would like to start right after we're done with service, we're going to pray in and we'll, and we'll move ourselves into that prayer, I mean, that, that fast for the week so we can try to get some, some, some restoration to our house. Okay, because each one of us is dealing with something. Let's try to bring that before God and, help, and have him deal with it with us one-on-one. Okay, but at the same time, we want to be praying for one another. Yeah. Okay? We want to support one another through whatever it is. You ain't, you ain't got to lay your stuff on the table to us, but lay, lay it on the table before God and allow him to speak, speak with you and you speak with him. Okay? I don't care if it's you dealing with your telephone, you dealing with your, your too much TV or whatever it is. You know, you know deal with whatever you, know, you think you need to deal with. You know you, right? Yeah. All right? So you, know, you, <laughs> so you know what you need, to, you need to get a handle on. Yeah. Like I said, if you want to bring it to the forefront with everybody, hey, that's fine. You know, that's good for us to know. And we, again, we pray into it. If you, if you want to keep it anonymous, that's on you as well. We'll still pray upon it, okay? But as of in a service, after we're done, we're going to pray in on this, guys. And we're, we're going to get started because we, we need to, uh, I, you know, I said I wanted to do a quarterly prayer um, fast, and we only done one fast, guys. We've been sleeping on this. So yeah. we, we, we got we to gotta do some, some more fasting, all right? Yeah. I'm not I'm not the traditional person to say, okay, it's this holiday, we got to fast. No, we need to do fast when it's called to be done. Because yeah. you, you don't, yeah. look, the enemy ain't waiting for a certain holiday to come mess with you. Yeah. Okay? So you need to prepare for him. Yeah. You prepare for the enemy before the battle starts. Okay? So let, let's fast on whatever it is, I mean that you think you need to fast on. And we'll we'll kick that off Sunday uh, after service. So it does not mean no food for Sunday? Don't no Okay. It's your fast. If you're dealing with food issues, sweets, whatever, deal with it. <laughs> right? <laughs> it is your fast. I said whatever your, your issue is, that's what you need to deal with. You need to so fast on it. Fast from... Fast from doing it. Fast from whatever it is is bothering you, because you need to get a you need to get a hold of this. Okay. So there's a lot of things that have a grip on us. So I'm just giving an example. So if you're dealing with anger issues, you need to fast from those conversations. Fast from, you know, inner inner, like your gossip, inner, your gossip, or anything that 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 triggers. provokes or invokes that anger issue that you're having. If you have, a, um, I guess, specifically gossip or something like that, then you need to get off of social media, get off the phones, fast from the phones, fast from those different communications. Um, um, for me, myself, this is kind of, I'm kind of like putting this all into one for me because um, even t- today um, on my job I was dealing with leadership and it was um, they were talking about, timing and calendaring things. Um, a, a stronghold for me is, you know, I, I don't want to say procrastination, and I don't want to, I, I, I lose focus on 
my goals, right? So if I I can say a goal or I can say something that I'm going to do, and then other things will distract me and get me off of what I need to do, right? So in that way, the enemy tends to get me because I'm not fulfilling that particular goal that I have, you know, that, that God has given me to do, right, or even in my life on my job, right? So that's when he said that, that's the first thing that came up to me. So I'm supposed to be doing and, and practicing calendaring and doing my little to-do list type thing, so I'm going to incorporate the whole thing, and that's going to be my fast is spending my time calendaring my stuff. This day, I'm going to work on advertising and get the postcards done for the church. This day, I'm gonna, you know what I mean? Like, you, you see what I'm saying? I'm going to get some certain things I've been saying I'm going to get done. I'm going to get it done. You see what I'm saying? So for this week, I'm just putting it out there that you pray for me that I get this thing. I guess that's procrastination. Is that procrastination? Okay, so pray against procrastination for Sister Summer. So that's that's mine. I'll share that. But just give an example. Yes, sir. Thank you. I'll put up with this on my make it clear. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Not a problem. So, in other words, you can come around and see that pork and water. Mr. She said, and the pork. <laughs> She walked, she's been thinking about that pork this Sunday. Uh, yeah, so what was that? She said food on the stronghold. For uh, <laughs> I was saying, I, I, I was suggesting that this, this medium that we're in right now, we could even use it, you know, um, dedicate a day when we use it for prior. Yes. This is connection to use for prayer because we are looking at each other. We have this face-to-face connection mm-hmm. where we can come in with different requests, whatever it is that we can do intercessory prayers. I mean, that we don't have to put anybody out of their way. Right. We can do it at night. We can do it, you know, we just, you know, segregate an evening where we say, all right, this evening, we can we can meet this evening for that. Because this is a good medium to use for that. Yes, yes, yes. yes. We are, we are one body right here now. Yeah, Amen. Yeah. Amen. Right. So you know that's just a suggestion that we can do it that way. Yeah. Fifth Wednesday. Fifth Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say fifth Wednesday? One Wednesday. No. No. We no. We're talking about every week. We're talking about every week. No, it's every week.
and no days up here. I mean, like I said, Monday, Tuesday, or Thursdays, or something like that. We can do it maybe at uh, eight o'clock or seven thirty. You know what happened? You see what is happening? Yeah, they they, they, they the excuses. When, when we are to meet for anything, we ain't got no problem. When it's time for prayer. Just like this.
it was like a long traffic in both directions. I was like, and they're looking, 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 cab across the road. So I was standing there for like 20 minutes. And I heard a spirit said to me, you've been standing here for like 20 minutes. You're not supposed to cross here. Walk down the road. I didn't keep it to myself. I said to her, you know what? I've been standing here for like 20 minutes. And a spirit just said to me, I need to walk down the road. And I'm going to walk. I'm walking and I'm looking because I'm saying, if God tells me to go somewhere, it's for a reason. So I'm looking for whatever he's sending me to do. Mm-hmm. So when I get to um, uh, Produce Junction, and I saw this car, for whatever reason, my focus was on the car, I can't tell you, I don't know. But I saw this car like he wanted to, there was a man in there, like he wanted to drive out, but it's like he wasn't sure. So I'm standing there, I'm looking, and I'm waiting on him. And I attempted to go behind the car like several times, and something kept pulling me back to just stand and wait. I'm standing there, and I saw him, the car was still in, in, in drive, and I saw him doing something like this. And then I saw him do like this, and I saw him, like, trying to stand. Oh, he's having a stroke? So I was talking to my friend, and I said to her, I said, listen, I know we're discussing some important point, but I'm going to have to call you back. Because I said, this was something not right. I'm going to check it out. So I went up, I knocked at his window, and he rolled it down. And I said to him, I said, are you okay? He said, um, I'm not feeling so good. I said, you want me to call somebody for you? Like he's saying, no, you know. I said, you don't look good. So I said, um, what is your name? He was trying to tell me his name, but then I realized that his speech was getting slurry. Same as true. I was like, oh my God, what is this? So I said to him, do you know where you live? And he he's trying to tell me, but he's feeling the pain at his neck, and the head is hurting, and it's like his hand is going numb. So it's like something said to me, listen, this man needs help because he's having a stroke. Mm-hmm. So I was like, do you have a phone? Do you want me to call somebody? Who do you want me to call? I said, you don't look good. So I'm trying the, everything that I learned. I'm like giving him a complete sentence. Can you say my name is? And he's like, he couldn't say it. And I'm like, I said, you know what? You need to get to the hospital. I'm going to call the ambulance for you. Do you want me to call the ambulance? And he was like, yeah. When I called them, I was telling them, I didn't even know where I was, because I, I know the name of the place, but I didn't even realize what the name of the road, I, wasn't even, I didn't even realize I was on Brimar Avenue. So I'm like, there, I'm telling them, and I'm like, at one point I said to emergency, like, I'm, I'm like, this is 911, you have my location, you know where I am, because I don't want this man to die right here where I'm looking at him like this. And then I, I found him going in and out of sleep. And I said, like, the man moved, going. I said, Jesus, have mercy. So I just, I just touched the car and I said, God, please, just, just hold him. Just hold him. Because I, I, I was like, I was in a state where I don't know what to do now. Because I've never seen it before. He was just praying. And they said, okay. They said, ma'am, the ambulance is coming. It's one of the longest 10 minutes the ambulance took to get there. But when they came, 
they were like, do you know him? I said, no, I don't. I was a person, and I didn't know if that something was like he was having a medical emergency. But before that, something said to me, just reach over the car and put the car in park because it wasn't drive. Mm. And I don't know if his foot was on the gas or whatever. All I'm thinking is he's going to go out in the road, and it's going to be death all over. Mm. Coming from the left, coming from the right, he going there, I know there's going to be some collision. And when the ambulance, when they came and, and the, 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 the paramedics, they look at me, they said, do you know him? I said, no, I don't. And they were looking at me like, and I had to say to them, I said, yes, people like me still exist. Because it's like, they're like, you don't know this man, and you call 911, you stand up here, you wait until 911 comes. Listen, I was doing a doctor's job. I was there knocking. Don't sleep. Stay with me, please. Open your eyes. Then they said to me at one point, is he coughing? I said, no. By the time they said that, I hear him like, oh. I said, Lord have mercy. Yes, he's coughing. And they said, stay on the line. Whatever you do, just let it stay awake. I'm like, don't go to sleep. And then when all of that was finished and they came, they took him out of the car, they put him on the stretcher, and they, you know, they're going to drive his car across the street, park it, and lock it up because they're going to take it to the hospital because they're saying, it looks like he's having a stroke, and they don't know if he's diabetic or whatever, you know. So they were just saying thanks, thanks. He was even trying to say thanks, but it couldn't come though. Like by this time, his speech not coming out anymore. Mm-hmm. And I stood there and I prayed. But it's like it didn't, it didn't really grip me until I called back my friend and I said to her, because we were talking before about attacks and how the enemy works and we're talking about how he works and the mind and and, and, and we're even talking about the same headache just before it happened. And I called her and she was asking me what happened and I was telling her and she said to me, did you know that what you did a while ago was just being obedient? Mm-hmm. And then it grew and it said, help me. The lesson I learned from that is not only to be obedient, but to recognize the Spirit of God when He's speaking to you. Because the Spirit said to me, don't cross here, walk down the road. And I felt like I was to look for something because there was something. But to be honest, you know what I was thinking I was going to do? Find some money. I wasn't thinking. I'll be honest. I'll be honest. I'm walking down the road and I'm looking and I'm like,
struggling with being obedient to some things that God is telling her to do. And she said to me that you wouldn't like know what I have learned. She said, I have learned now that some things that I'm struggling with for being obedient to God, I'm just going to go ahead and be obedient. Because she said, to know that you're on the phone and you said to me, the Spirit said to you, walk down the road, don't cross here. Mm-hmm. And then you walk down the road and walk into that, just straight obedience to the Spirit of God. Because, you know, now he gets to go home to him whenever he's done with the hospital. He gets to go home to his family. Right. Amen. Um, yeah. I don't know what to do. Yeah. Well, that's definitely an example of being led by the Spirit of the Lord. Um, is there any other prayer requests before we go? Okay. And my aunt. Oh, your aunt and yes. your family. Yes. Okay. And um, oh, it dropped out of my head. Um, oh, oh, I want. I'm gonna pray for the women's conference. I'm also gonna pray about the men's fishing trip Saturday, and um, for the choir and all the new things that that we're that we're doing. You know, um, I just feel to pray for all of the new steps that we're stepping out to do, okay? Thank you, Lord. <clears throat> the Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we come unto you, Lord God, thanking you, Lord God, for who you are in our lives, Lord Father. Thank you, Lord God, for your leading and your guiding, Lord Father, thanking you for your Holy Ghost. Thanking you, Lord God, for this word on this evening, Lord Father, that has been proven in us even right now, Lord God. Thanking you, Lord God, for the examples that you have set before us, Lord God, in, in history, Lord Father, that even today we can be corrected by them. I pray this word, Lord God, continue to take root in us. I pray, Lord Father, in the name of Jesus, that your voice become ever so clear in us, Lord Father. I pray, Lord God, that your leading by your spirit, Lord God, be ever so clear in us, Lord Father. I pray, Lord God, that even the vision Lord God, that you continue to give us, Lord God, even for this ministry, be ever so clear, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, even for the leading and the guiding of prayer works, Lord God, and about to go back out into the world, Lord Father, and and, and feeding, Lord God. I pray that the vision be ever so clear, Lord Father. I pray, Lord God, that you would bless, Lord God, even the women's conference, the men's fishing trip, Lord God, the choir, Lord Father, the intercessory prayer, Lord Father, the prayer, Lord God, during the week on Tuesday, Lord God, the prayer in the mornings and in the evenings, Lord Father. I pray, Lord God, even concerning the um, the uh, December 31st, Lord Father, the day that we're going to get together with this um, um, with with Nadine and everything, Lord Father. I pray, Lord God, that even the ministry that Moraine has, Lord Father, and all of the things, Lord God, that we're, that we're seeking to do and that we're putting our hands to do. 
I lift up unto you, Lord God, even as Samuel, Lord God, was given back to you, Lord God. We give all of these ministries back to you, Lord Father. The gifts that you cause us out to birth, Lord Father, we give it back to you, Lord God. Even, Lord God, the businesses, Lord Father, and, um, and all of, Lord God, the witty inventions that we have. Lord God, we give them back to you, Lord God. We lift, Lord God, each and every heart and mind and spirit, Lord God, and the gifts that you have, the spiritual gifts that you have given us, Lord God. We give it back to you, Lord God. We ask that by the leading of the spirit do we go forward. We ask by the guiding of your word do we go forward. We ask by the unctioning of the Holy Ghost do we move. We pray, Lord God, that our hands, Lord God, our feet, our eyes, our voice, Lord God, be dedicated to you, Lord God. Even the ordination, Lord God, in the beginning of the year, Lord Father, guide us, lead us, Lord God. The anointing of God rests upon us, Lord Father, I pray. I pray, Lord God, even for the, the, the children and, and the, the uh, Sunday school for the children and the books, Lord God, that we have gotten, Lord Father. We lift it up unto you, Lord God, in each and every area, Lord God, that I might have even forgotten. Every area, close the gaps, I pray, Lord Father, in the name of Jesus. I pray, Lord Father, for Keith's aunt, Lord God, and his family, Lord God, and the, and the loss of his, um, his uncle, Lord Father, in the name of Jesus. I pray, Lord God, that you would be with the family, Lord God, at this time of grieving, Lord Father. I lift up, Lord God, his, his father who's on the road, Lord God, to go and meet the family, Lord God. Give him traveling mercy, I pray, Lord God. Cover him on every side. Even Kathy, Lord God, who experienced the, uh, the death of her grandmother, I pray, Lord God, for her family, Lord God, and the blood covering, Lord God, over her and the ministry that is in her. We call her by the Spirit, Lord Father. We call Kimmy by the Spirit, Lord God. We call Moraine by the Spirit, Lord God. Each and every person who couldn't be here on tonight, Lord God, we call them by the Spirit, Lord Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord God. Call, calling them into prayer, calling them into your word, calling them into, Lord God, you in a deeper, Lord God call in you, Lord God. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, God, for a lovely Bible study. I appreciate you guys. May God be with you for the rest of your week and the rest of your lives. God's have a good night. Bye, Bernard. Wake up. <laughs> it is good to see you guys. Yeah, honestly, my, my heart rejoices. Yes. Amen. Yes. Amen. It was good for us to be here. Praise the Lord. Yes. Amen. Yes. Praise the Lord. And thank you for your testimony. Yes. <laughs> good night.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.